0: I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Bum, bum, What's bum. going on, Tribe Mates? We are back to discuss the latest episode <laughs> of Survivors, and last night, Season 40, Episode 10, The Full Circle. We are still in quarantine here, but we still are bringing the show to you. We hope everybody is staying safe during this pandemic. I know that we are by staying safe at home. I am joined by an amazing panel. I've got Veronica Valencia at Clona. Hey! I need to show off my background. <laughs> and she's got hey. Tyson with her. And love that. <laughs> and it was somebody else with a very interesting background showing us some tigers. we got Mike Feeling.
1: That was the intro like when Veronica tried to do the 60 second <laughs> thing for the first oh. time yeah <laughs> What is up, guys so glad to see you yes i did the tiger king finale for the after show for today so go and watch it if you guys are fans and dude i'm i don't care how bad or good the episode was i'm pumped to talk about survivor with you
0: same i love tiger king but i love survivor even more we've got our dream team guy also steve Ganey. thanks for being here Hey, guys,
2: I am back in my uh, little homemade Survivor studio with all the swag that I permanently borrowed from production. So good to be back here.
1: Yeah. Do you like Tiger King, Steve?
2: I haven't seen it yet.
1: Oh, my God. All right. Although I feel like
2: I have because everybody's talking about it. It's like
1: Steve is a yes. Veronica is the only one who doesn't like Tiger King. So everybody in the chat, tell Veronica how crazy she is for not liking Tiger King because she's just wrong.
3: Yeah. Um, survivor. As as,
0: <laughs> i mean as much as i love tiger king because i really did love it uh i really want to talk survivor because Let's this go. episode was a definite tearjerker i'm sure everybody here and everybody in our chat teared up don't forget at the end of the episode guys we have our mvp of the episode and we've got our updated fantasy draft sorry veronica <laughs> R.I.P. <Yeah>. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just didn't leave it alone. (laughs) I know, we couldn't, we couldn't. We have to to call you out.
1: An anti-Veronica episode. This is not fair.
0: Seriously though. So we've got the much anticipated loved one challenge a lot sooner than we had anticipated, you guys. I mean, first of all, it's A, a lot sooner and B, there was a whole lot more family members involved. So it is day 24. Now guys, remind me, when do they usually do the loved ones challenge? Is it seven people left or eight people left?
3: I thought it was you like <laughs> seven,
0: eight, seven or eight. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure the people in our chat would would will tell us. Um, but yes, thank you to Fiji Airways as somebody yes. said in the chat. Our, they uh, they need that Airways.
3: sponsor. <laughs> it was a
0: good product, <laughs> yeah. but it really was. So pretty much the loved ones episode we can call it that it pretty much took up half of the episode but then the other second half of the episode which is essentially you know the immunity challenge into the tribal did not disappoint I do want to talk about the loved ones challenge first because who teared up raise your hands
3: really (laughs) I'm looking at Mike everyone
0: okay so who who got you which couple brought the most tears to your eyes Mike I want to start with you
1: So somebody in the chat earlier before we started uh, mirrored what I normally say for this stuff. I always say with the family visits, they've been out there 20 days and they act like they haven't seen their family in 10 years. And Oh my God. And all the waterworks. I don't know for some reason, I'm big enough to admit this episode got me. I think it was because the kids were there and it was full families. um, And you know, these are battle-hardened survivors or the champions of champions and they know what it's like going through this and even still they kind of break down and I, I mean I don't know the fact that everybody in chat is kind of saying the same thing the fact that all four of us are saying the same thing uh, there's something palpable and different about this family episode than there is in the past
0: yeah I think it just you didn't
1: answer the, show... the question though like. <laughs> oh no i I honestly, I don't think there is one specific one. I think Veronica before we started mentioned Jeremy just you know all the kids and they were there. That was really, really awesome, but just front to back, it really got me, yeah,
2: I think the show is pulling back the curtain a little bit on this season, you know, the fact mm-hmm. that there was no challenge, uh you know, everyone got to be out there and you know it just it sort of feels a little bit like a victory lap you know the the show's not going anywhere but it's still just like you know this is something important and we need to just sort of you know bend the rules a little bit in terms of uh you know the loved ones challenge and everybody gets loved because it's just this is sort of like just a fun moment to celebrate um that being said like I mean just everybody seeing like Parvati's husband who was on Survivor you know Tyson's wife who was his Mm. then girlfriend you know and and of course jeremy and val like i teared up the most with jeremy and his family because i saw the loved ones on in cambodia when val came out and he Mm. didn't know she was going to be out there because she was pregnant and now i see that little baby there i was like this is amazing this is coming full circle And yeah, I really, really loved it.
1: You know what? uh, Let me jump real quick because I I did think of one. And this, again, is a group for me that hit me the most was everybody on Edge of Extinction. Because even though I give them a lot of crap and say you don't have anything to do, it's extreme boredom. They're really at the lowest of lows. And we're not used to seeing, let's call it jury members or the people who – I don't want to call them losers, but people who have lost getting something good – and I was excited for them. And I thought, wow, that could really be the boost that all of them need to, to make the final push in the, in the next challenge to get back on.
3: Yeah, for me, I would. it was definitely great. It was definitely emotional. I think for me, obviously, Jeremy, Jeremy uh, got me because kind of like you were saying, Steve, it came full circle where the last time Jeremy got a family visit, Val was there and she was pregnant with their son. And now we see that son <laughs> on Survivor with them. And it's so, like you're saying, it just feels very full circle. I'll have to say that Tyson also made me tear up a bit because throughout Tyson's survivor career, you know, he's always been the one kind of striking jokes. You know, he's always been the one to, you know, never really like break down from the hardships. He's always kind of been a lighthearted spirit. But this time around and this season, actually, we've we've definitely seen him be more vulnerable because of the family aspect of it. And he was the one who even was, you know, pitching the idea and like pushing for families to come on. So I'm really happy that he got to experience it. And then obviously just seeing him interact with his daughter like, oh, I this is what I do for work. I go around in my underwear like, you know, this is my work uniform. It was all very cute. So that very got me. And then. One last thing I just want to kind of say about this. I, I realize that the family visit is not everyone's cup of tea, but I think this was just an overall huge celebration for Survivor. We're celebrating 20 years, 40 seasons, and we've asked so many many times as viewers to have this all-winter season to see players come back who probably would have never played this game again. And I feel like they they deserve something. They deserve a reward. They, you know, this is Survivor giving back to them for yeah, you know all the years that they've given to us you know bringing entertainment to our tv and now we really see how much they left behind with this with these family visits so i thought it was great that survivor was giving them was giving back to them a little bit more
0: that was well said ronica and i completely agree with you also i think that there was another level to this season's you know loved ones challenge i mean like you said it's not everybody's cup of tea. A lot of people just want to see the gameplay and the the strategy of Survivor. But in the time that we're in right now with this pandemic and when the world is going through right now, I feel like something like a feel-good episode is nothing to scoff at. I mean, Sarah and Tony were two of the ones, surprisingly, that got me to tear up the most. And then I agree with Mike as well. The the people all on a Extinction Island same because it was so unexpected. And I feel like the Loved Ones episode, I'm going to continue to call it that, was definitely needed for everybody at this time in the world.
1: Yeah. I like how they tossed out some random pieces of challenge something to make it look like they were going to have to do something. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm glad you said that, Tim, because I was thinking the exact same thing. A lot of a lot of what's going on right now, and not to get cheesy or whatever, and we'll I'll thrash them and stuff when we talk about strategy coming up. But like a lot of the, you know, the stuff that we're talking about and that we hear and that we're kind of reflecting on in quarantine and stuff is just in kind of in general, what's most important to you and things like that. And it was really cool to see. And they honestly did at least from the edit, put the game aside and, Enemies' kids were playing with each other, and like someone said in the chat, Tyson's daughter is making sand soup and all this other kind of <laughs> stuff. And it's heartwarming, and it's kind of a reminder of like, yo, this is still just a game. If you're going, if like me, you're out of work right now, it's still just a job. And you know, see the kind of stuff that's really important.
3: Yeah. Well, I bringing that wanna... up. Oh, no, go right. ahead, Ronica. I just want to, I want to make one more comment about this family visit. I know I'm reading. I know this is a complete joke, but. Who brought Rob and Amber's kids?
0: To- <laughs> That's <laughs> a good point. Yeah.
3: Like, who brought them? The four of them just like, okay, you're getting on Fiji Airlines. Okay, bye. Like who <laughs> it,
1: There's there's so much survivor in those kids' blood. They're probably just taking care of themselves at home. Yeah. They're like, catching yeah. Rats yeah.
2: Uncle they're Jeff fine. threw them out on the private yeah, plane.
0: Fine. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm pretty sure they had like a caretaker or an aunt an uncle, somebody. Yeah, I, I, just, I, grandma,
3: I didn't Somebody think of that. I knew there was yeah. someone.
0: But I wish <laughs> they did funny. they did show that because the kids just showed up out of nowhere with no guardian. Bing. They just have, oh, your mom and dad are already here. So here are the kids. It's like, oh okay, great. How did you get here? That's a good point. So the surprises <laughs> continue on when Jeff says, you know, there is no challenge, even though like Mike said. They laid out all of this stuff for a challenge, which I really do feel bad for like the contractors and everybody who had to set all that stuff up not to use it, but it was a good fool on all of us. Now, here's my question to you guys. Does anybody wish there was a challenge?
1: Hell yeah. Absolutely. And that's what I say. I, I don't love the loved ones visits when they just come and then the survivors compete and they get to win some time. I like it when the families have to compete too. That's what makes it interesting to me. So I am kind of bummed out that there wasn't some kind of challenge. I would have liked it. It would have been that much more of an exciting reveal to me if they went through a challenge and then surprise, everybody. stand. Yeah, you won, you get something a little bit extra, but everybody's saying you guys are gonna go have a good time. I don't know, something like that.
0: Just to, to piggyback of off of that really quick, tokens. Tokens. just to make it even spicier, have what they usually do is you know go to because I completely agree with you Mike do the challenge and then at the end have a winner and then them pick the people that they oh no and then say actually (laughs) everybody just say to
3: see
1: (laughs) (laughs) no that's evil that's evil
3: that's evil I don't know for for me I was fully expecting a challenge but I'm in hindsight I'm happy that there wasn't one because it would have been very sad for only certain families to say, you know, so many families kind of put their pause their life on pause to come out and be with their loved one. And it's also there's so many children. It's like, how do you say to these to all of these children? Okay, say bye to mom. Say bye to dad. You know, it's like it w- it would have been very sad. So I'm happy that there was no challenge and it was just again, you know, giving back to survivors, giving everyone a chance to be with their loved one.
2: Yeah, and with the challenge, it would have taken up more. Airtime and this gave us a little bit more, you know, of the reaction from the edge of extinction people. And so, you know, it, because this took this loved one's segment took up like I, I think like half the episode. It was so, yeah. it was. I could, yeah. I could say, fine, all right, let's just not run the challenge so that we can get a little bit more gameplay. Well, let's, let's go.
1: We, you real quick, you could go tinfoil <laughs> hat with it. uh because everybody in the chat before was saying how this is kind of a non-episode. Would you like that term?
0: <laughs> yes, I love that term. But do like term? I don't think that it's fair to call it a non-episode. No, no, no.
1: Uh, so I'm just I'm just trying to shorten words. Not a lot of stuff happened. Do we think that they stretched out the loved ones stuff because there wasn't a lot more strategy that we didn't get to see? That there wasn't actually a lot left on the cutting room floor because- you know, seeing Tyson's daughter make sand soup is cute. We like it, but is it that much more cute or did we need it than all the other family gushy stuff that we already got? Do we think they actually left a lot of stuff? You needed the soup. I don't
3: know about you, but I need some sand soup, so. All right, all right. fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I
0: don't think that it's because they didn't have a lot going on. I'm sure there is something going on every single second, every single minute on that island. And they are recording 24 hours a day, however long they're there. So i'm sure they had a whole bunch of footage they could have used but i think they chose to really focus on the loved ones and like somebody said in chat i really do feel like it was a a thank you to the survivors themselves and the survivor fans as well to have all of their family there now once again surprises continue by we talked about it a little bit already having the edge of extinction island players have their families as well now This was something, and I feel like this was so emotional because it was so unexpected. Mm. And Adam's story, I just want to shout that out really quick, because I forgot on his season that he essentially had his mother, who was, I think, had cancer, and then she wound up dying since then. And now his dad is there. So if you want to talk about the episode being called Full Circle, Adam's story really touched me on Edge of Extinction, and it really sucked that he just got voted out also. But that storyline was just, I, I just, I couldn't handle it.
3: I like the I fact wondered- that you brought up. Oh, go ahead, B. Oh no, I like the fact that you brought up uh, Adam Tim because I was actually thinking that myself. I obviously all the contestants that had families with children they were all there, but for some of our younger contestants who didn't have children, they only were allowed one loved one or at least we only saw them with one loved one. And that was just, that's just struck me as curious of, hmm, I wonder what the dynamics were there. Like, were they allowed to bring more? Was it just one, was it a special like family policy? Because with Adam, I think it would have been incredibly special to see his dad there and his brother who visited him on his family visit in his episode, kind of, you know, to really create that full circle moment because obviously we know Adam's backstory, Survivor was something that him and his mom loved together and he went on there in honor of her and, you know, he's loving He's really appreciating the fact that he can share this now with his dad, kind of showing him what he and his mom love so much together. I thought it would have been an even more beautiful moment if Adam's brother was there, too. So as a family, they could experience that.
1: Yeah, I doubt. Could this visit have straightened him out, calmed him down a little bit, and recentered him? And could he have continued in not such a paranoid fashion and actually done better?
2: yeah i don't i don't i think adam, <laughs> probably not he, he thanks just, steve
1: i'm he's trying just, to give the kids something
2: <laughs> i love watching adam i mean i, I don't want him to calm him down I, I mean i he's a soundbite machine he's you know going th- every which way and seeing all the different ideas running through his head no i love that, that, that to watch it you know it, it drives me crazy but it's so much fun to
0: watch Yeah, I agree. So I just had to call out Adam. And it was really nice to see everybody on the episode get, you know, a connection with a loved one. Now, let's talk about the second half of the episode, the more of the survivor episode, those of you who don't like the loved ones challenge, let's get into it, you guys. So the immunity challenge, one we've all seen before pretty much pulling on a rope, balancing the table, and you have to stack the letter blocks, spelling out immunity. It's very, very difficult. The winner will get two fire tokens. Now, Michelle did this challenge in Cambodia, and I have to shoot it over to Steve because he's our challenge guy. He was on the Dream Team. He played a lot of challenges in Nicaragua and Cambodia. Steve, did you do this challenge?
2: Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, so now, when is you it look How at... much
3: of a pain in the butt was it? Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, so... When you get into any challenge and you see the puzzle or the game, you know, if it's like a long obstacle course and there's a puzzle at the end, the first thing I always I try to figure out is, is this puzzle going to get easier as you go or is this puzzle going to get harder as you go? And get, considering that this is just the puzzle, this puzzle gets harder as you go, obviously, because your stack is up higher. Uh, that being said, the people who were holding out the slack, no, I was just sitting there going, no, 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 tighten it up because when you got the rope like really really loose every little thing is sort of magnified it's like imagine um controlling something with a string versus on a stick you just have a little bit more control over it uh i thought it played out really well it is almost impossible to do this uh once all the way through without dropping it. I mean, when you go into it, you just got to be like, okay, I know I'm going to drop it, but it's how quickly can I figure out why I'm dropping it? Uh, And so the lead changes all the time. I love puzzles like this and you're never ever out of it. So yeah, it was fun. And it was fun to see Tony win because he was not someone I was expecting to do well in this challenge. But he's a totally was he. Player. He wasn't <laughs> yeah. either. He's a totally different player this season. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected, and he he won this challenge, which requires patience yeah. and a cool, steady hand, and he did it. So, hey, did you win? Okay, this challenge they did oh, a yeah. one-on-one challenge. They say we're just gonna pick two uh, dream teamers because uh, it's it's fairly simple to shoot. You know, it's not like there's different levels to this challenge. So the camera guys are like, all right, we kind of know where we're gonna be. So let's just run it through one on one, and yeah, I came out on top, but it wasn't. Uh, that. Yeah. Oh, good
0: for you, Steve. Okay. So I mean, like Steve said, I know, right? So, like Steve said, <laughs> the challenge was very, very close all the way through. I mean, it was down to Tony and Kim early lead. Kim dropped, and then it was down to Tony and Nick and Tyson, and then Tyson dropped. Tyson really could have used it. Foreshadowing, um, and then Tony, <laughs> Nick, and Ben, and then Tony and Ben, and then Tony wound up pulling it out. Now. It was very, very close between Tony and Ben. Here's my question to you guys. Would you rather go faster at the end and drop knowing that you tried it or stay slow and steady and hope that the other person would drop? What would your strategy be?
2: Going fast is a Hail Mary pass, man. It's when you're in desperation mode. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't know. I mean, probably go slow for me. I mean, just watching this challenge gives me so much anxiety. I I, I can't imagine trying to go it's super fast
1: i feel like with something like this obviously steve's done it so chime in i feel like i would try to find my rhythm and really try to box out the noise of what everybody else is doing otherwise the distraction would would make me drop it well
2: as you go you kind of get a feel for it and so you sort of change your pace because you can go a little yeah. faster when you've got one or two or three blocks but when you get four and five blocks going that's when you start yeah you really got a uh Slow it, slow things down, and get it under control. So you have those first few stages to sort of get a feel for it. But yeah, uh, Mike, you nailed it. The last thing you want to do is pay attention to what anybody else is doing. It's only when you're like, okay, he's got one block left. Now I gotta go. But otherwise, it's just focus on just the feel of it because there's, it's such a fine, fine line
1: to walk. Actually, and actually, Tony ended up with the best possible scenario because it was kind of neck and neck, and then Ben dropped. And no one was anywhere near close. Yeah,
0: pressure's he off. Could
1: take, he could take probably 10 minutes to finish and really, really coming clean.
0: Yeah, well, Tony won immunity, or as he liked to call his bulletproof vest, which I posed really clever. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then obviously back at camp, the strategizing begins. Now, there are 10 people left. A lot of players on Survivor, they have mentioned this before. This Tonight's vote is going to be huge because this was really a a line drawn in the sand. And there have been many lines drawn in the sand. But this one is kind of like a line drawn in concrete because it's 10 people, 5 and 5. It's huge. So Tony and Jeremy start talking. Early on, Jeremy's talking about splitting up Sarah and Sophie. The only reason I bring this up is because of what we saw happen. And in this moment, talking about splitting up Sarah and Sophie... People are targeting Sarah a lot. Like, her name comes up a lot. And yet she keeps avoiding having her name written down. How do you think she's doing it?
3: I think, Sarah has, I think Sarah has always had a very strong social game. And I think the fact that Sarah has been able to develop genuine relationships with people is kind of what helps them have her back in a certain way. Because obviously, here's the thing. Jeremy bringing up Sarah and Sophie, in my opinion, was a smart idea. Obviously, I want Sarah to, to stay in a little bit more. So if it was between Sarah and Sophie, I would have gone Sophie. But it's a smart move because right now they're kind of the only very clear duo in the game from what I can tell. Uh, But I think Sarah's just been always very good at maintaining a very strong social game and someone's always got her back. Also the fact that like Sarah is very much in the middle right now, if you think about it, like her status is very in the middle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think some of this is editing because I think everybody says everybody's name, probably every tribal council, especially this season, but the two of them are doing a great job both working together and staying enough under everybody's radar. Even though we know they're really good players, they're just bigger mouths, more annoying people, bigger targets that keep getting put up. And as of right now, they're dodging. I,
2: would, I thought this was interesting because I feel like Sophie is starting to be seen as calling the shots, especially after the whole stunt that she pulled at this tribal council. Mm. And Sarah was seen as um sort of uh a power player behind her. And maybe people are uh a little bit not sure if they want to go straight for Sophie and you know, take a shot at her. So let's take out Sarah because she is this uh, you know, this support for Sophie. Um I was really um interested to see which way tyson i mean uh tony was gonna go because Mm -hmm. he'd been talking about working with tyson and the lions and he was all about like i need these these guys these big guys ahead of me but he also had this connection with sarah so the past few weeks uh it's been pretty much uh consensus votes you know last week they threw a few you know two votes whatever just to sort of split the uh in case there was any idols played or whatever so the last two weeks Everyone has pretty much said, "Okay, yeah, this is what we're gonna we're gonna do." And this one was the 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 split. Everything fractured. And Tony, who I really thought was actually gonna stick with Tyson, uh, stuck with Sarah.
0: Yeah, Sarah's got a really good, like Veronica said, a really good social game right now. She's got an alliance or an, uh, a a good bond. I won't say alliance. I'm not gonna throw that word out there. Yeah. She's got a good bond with Sophie. We saw that. She's got a good bond with Tony. She's got a good. Uh, a bond with with ben we talked about that adam was the one who ben you know confronted adam about who who was saying that me and sarah are close so sarah clearly has a lot of footholds and a lot of social relationships in the game which makes her really dangerous now Mm. tony i was also interested like steve said to see where he was gonna fall on this line is he gonna actually go with sarah or is he gonna go with jeremy and uh and where is he gonna go with jeremy and it was nice to see him kind of stick with Sarah. But the one thing about Tony is that his, he's always thinking about what comes next. And if he's not going to go with Sarah, then he's got to put another name out there. And he automatically goes to Tyson, which I thought was interesting. Once Sarah said that she wanted to go for, Be- uh, for Kim and then Tony, Ben and Nick Tony ah. thinks that'll be a good idea to a Jeremy. So like you said, Mike, everybody's name is being thrown out there. Nothing sure. has, has changed since last episode in that regard. And then uh, Jeremy and Kim want to work with Tyson. So essentially, just breaking it down really quick, there are two main alliance, alliances. We've got alliance number one with Jeremy, Kim, Tyson, Denise, and Michelle. And then there's alliance number two with Tony, Nick, Ben, Sarah, and Sophie. Now, mm. the funny thing is, is that Sarah is at, at some point have, has worked with everybody on those two alliances. <laughs> yeah. So she's pretty much fluid. I mean, just looking at the two alliances, I'm looking at them and I'm like, Sarah is in a good position because she could go with either one as opposed to anybody else on either of those. What are your guys' thoughts?
2: I wanna pose a question for you guys. If everyone's talking about, we need to break up Sophie and Sarah and Tony is trying to decide whether he's gonna side with this alliance or this alliance, and he has a tight bond with Sarah, why wouldn't he want to break up Sophie and Sarah? You'd think he would be like, well, maybe I don't want to vote out Sarah, but maybe we could get rid of Sophie. He didn't even explore that option.
3: I like the fact that you bring that up, Steve, because that was literally my exact same thoughts, too, in the sense that while I was very happy for Tony that he won individual immunity, I have to say that I was also a little bit disappointed in his gameplay after he won, just because You know, just because you win doesn't mean you're invincible. The rest of the game, you win one challenge, you're good for that night. But the fact that Tony wasn't even entertaining any of the ideas that were being brought to him, either you know, voting out Tyson or voting out Kim or vote or splitting up Sarah and Sophie, like he wasn't entertaining any of those ideas. He was immediately shutting them down and wanting to go with his idea. That to some people may look like he's, you know, closed off and doesn't want to work with them. And that can be bad for his game in the future. So the fact that he wasn't entertaining these ideas of, you know, who should we vote out or what's best for my game, he just wanted, he just was very focused on the one vote. I was slightly disappointed. I was like, "Ah, so close. Like, he's been so good at changing up his game. I didn't want him to shut off his, you know, relationship. I didn't want him to, yeah.
1: I was. Like, I didn't mind it that much. I find a lot of times with power players like this, especially this season, it happens a lot in regular seasons too. You win immunity, and then all of a sudden, you become this little titan, tiger king of the episode, kind of calling the shots because you won immunity that episode. So somehow your your opinion matters more on who you should be getting out. I kind of like that he took a little bit of a back seat again, because he's kind of playing against his normal personality and just kind of blending in a little bit and letting the other people kind of pick them off. I think it might've been a right strategic move. Um, this vote was nuts. Shout out to Solomon who was in the chat, who DM me uh, today. We had a really good discussion back and forth over the strategy. I know you're going to get into it, but this was when it came down to it, a complex vote that, they decomplexified even though they should have made it more complex than it should have than it was.
0: (laughs) Well, right before Tribal, and I I really enjoyed this, was pretty much laying all the cards out there for the viewers at least. So we know that Kim has an idol. We know that, um, you know, Sarah has her steal a vote. And we know that Sophie knows Kim has an idol. Exactly. And we know that Jeremy has his power without, or safety without power Mm. advantage as well. And all of those came out in this tribal council so let's talk about it so Michelle and Kim whispering right out of the gate very quickly do we think that this is going to be an ongoing thing for every tribal council from here on out unfortunately
3: I I hope it doesn't I cannot stand whispering at tribal council and again it's just because as a viewer it makes for such boring tv because we're never gonna know what the whispering is and it's just you know, it's 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 also just distracting. It's because like you want to hear what the person who Jeff asked asked a question to is saying, but you can't because there's so much going on around you. It's just, can we not whisper at Tribal anymore? I know.
2: Get a camera guy in there. Get a get get your get your boom mic. Hello. Yeah. Mic them up.
1: Oh, mic them up. <laughs> mic them up so that we can find out. It's <laughs> yeah. it's a weird it's a weird balance because I actually like the last minute whispering at Tribal, but last night was to such an extreme that there were no Jeff questions. It's just, we sat down on our little stumps, we put our our torches back there, and then we just start talking as if we never left our camp. So that to me is like, well, we didn't have enough time to discuss it at camp, so we're gonna use it now. Um, I like it when Jeff is in like a long line of question, and then all of a sudden, two people over there start to do something And I like it when something that happens in tribal makes them all switch it up. So when Jeremy uses power, then, okay, whoa, what the hell? And then we scramble. But last night, it was like right off the bat, guys. Come on.
0: Well, you know who wasn't whispering? Sophie. And Sophie, I'm going to call it a boss move because while everybody is whispering, Sophie just stands up and says, hey, you four guys, let's go over here and just make a decision. And I was like, oh, okay. Here's the
3: thing. There's
0: no illusions now.
3: Here's the thing, I I feel like I, you know, I'm gonna be very divided with some Survivor fans on this because I know a lot of people loved this move by Sophie, but I actually didn't. I was actually very frustrated that, you know, because it came down to the very last minute where Jeff was literally like, okay, it's time to vote. And that's when both Jeremy and Sarah played their advantages. Huh. I feel like it's like at that moment, they should have played their advantages and then gone to the vote. I don't think there should have been this extra strategizing going on, you know? it's just, I I know some people like that move, but it bothered me because I'm like, oh, come on. Like, you know, you said everything you needed to said, you are essentially voting now. Like you shouldn't really be needing to strategize anymore.
2: Well, I thought that uh, Sophie's greatest strength in this game is that she'd been playing such a powerful under the radar game. And that was the opposite. I mean, she just stood above all else and said, like, if no one's going to take charge of the situation, I'm going to do it. And you guys are my people. You're not included. So it was like every, (laughs) all the cards were just laid out on the table, which is not a good look. But when, when crazy advantages are being thrown out into the game, sometimes you have to sort of bite that bullet and do it because you're like, we, I can't risk this one tribal council. And especially when they, they seem to be having a numbers advantage going into it. And The advantages that were played were actually in their favor, even though they couldn't target Jeremy. So maybe let's say they were going to target Jeremy. Jeremy is now leaving. It's like, oh my gosh, this is a plan. Uh, We do not have a contingency for this.
1: Yeah, It's, it's kind of like a triple reverse psychology to the point where it comes all the way back around because she's drawing a hardcore line in the sand saying the five of us are a group That's it. And obviously the U five are not a part of it. So you initially would say, okay, well, then those are very clear alliances, but especially in season 40, all winners, you know, they're not alliances for sure. They're just blocks, right? We had Veronica is going to tell me what season this was, whatever season they were hardcore into voting blocks instead of voting alliances. That's what these winners are going to have. So there's no way you're going to tell
3: second chance.
1: I believe you. There's no way you're going to have <laughs> next week where those people are going to all intermingle again because somebody gets, uh, we want to get Sophie out. So then all the rest of them are going to work together. So it's hard to tell if it's a good move or a bad move because, uh, you know, alliances and who you're loyal to are switching constantly.
0: Mike, That's I agree why. with you. I was just gonna say Sorry, that's why just, I don't
2: fault Jeremy for so for, for bailing because you know these people uh-huh. with now uh, they might not be the people he's gonna work with next week. That's true, yeah. but
1: then you're getting into a, the literal math statistics of how this vote worked out. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I agree. A thing. I so oh sorry sorry no, no go ahead, bronka <laughs> oh, no i mean that's exactly what i was going to say is like i don't fault jeremy for you know leaving tribal council i for a couple of reasons one it was very clear to him that he was the target and it was proven to us that he was the target when ben's comment of like well what do we do now Also, the fact that, you know, I think this was the last time he could use his advantage, so why let it go to waste? Obviously, it was put to good use because it saved him. Like, this is a game where he did what was best for him, and things change in this game so much. At this point, I think the players realize that, that I think there is a chance, like, I'm sure in Jeremy's mind, there's a chance for him to kind of rekindle some of that trust. So Mm -hmm. I don't blame him for doing what he needed to do for himself to progress in the game in that moment.
0: I mean, if you're sitting on this tribal council and everybody starts whispering, clearly anything can happen. And you don't, like you said, you don't want to go home with an idol or an advantage in your pocket. And I don't blame Jeremy for using it either. I mean, hey, save your, save your butt. Let them hash it out. And they did. Everybody, everybody used their advantages tonight. So it kind of puts everybody on a level playing field, which is kind of nice. So Sarah plays her steal a vote. She steals Denise's vote then they go to vote, then Kim plays her hidden immunity idol for Denise, who I thought that that was a good choice, it was not, Denise only got two votes, Sophie got two votes, Tyson gets four votes, Tyson gets voted out very sad to see him go because he did fight his way back from Edge of Extinction now, here's my question to you guys, he goes to Edge of Extinction, is he going to be allowed to come back or does he have to go away for good, like does he get another opportunity to come back, does he get two yeah,
1: Yeah, he's going to compete in the challenge yeah, for sure
0: Oh, yeah i was yeah. just i was like oh i didn't know if he was gonna just at, like at that point since he already got won his way back from of extinction he goes back to Magic Extinction. if he went his way back then he needs to win this entire game just let him win just give just give him money just
1: can we talk about how bad this vote was <laughs> this vote was literally incorrect from the majority uh, it was incorrect to not split the vote three and three based on the numbers and the way they had it. Yeah. They should have forced a tie and then yeah. guaranteed the victory. Well, yeah, I also, think that
2: was just, 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 an, fair, a, just a mistake. I think somebody yeah. accidentally wrote the wrong name down.
0: Or it was also, two no, last Michelle, minute and they didn't know. That's, that's what I was going to say. I mean, they did have to scramble after Jeremy left, so yeah. maybe they didn't even have a chance. Veronica?
3: Oh, I was going to say Michelle flipped and yeah. she's the one who ended up voting for tyson as well so it was just it was very strategic in the sense that like they had with sarah stealing a vote they now had three and they could have you know split it three three um and it's actually very surprising because uh the fact that they were excluding michelle because i thought her and nick were a tight duo and with nick being in on that vote he would have tried to bring her in but i don't really know what was going on there
0: well yes here's, Deirdre, here's sorry dason smith in the chat tyson did get five votes not three my apologies steve i was just
2: gonna say i think what happened was uh Jer- you know michelle isn't really tight with um kim or tyson her her uh connection to that alliance was jeremy and when jeremy left and when sarah announced that she would be stealing a vote michelle was sort of like i see the writing on the wall uh i don't want to be left out of this vote or if there is some sort of tie situation, then the people who are tied, uh, cannot be, you know, they cannot vote. So it's like, what if it's me? It was sort of a, uh, a safety move on her part, but the Alliance that, that should have split the vote, like Mike said, they didn't, they weren't counting on Michelle's vote. Right. So I think what they were trying to do was a three, 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 uh, then no matter who Kim plays her, uh, idol for. They revote. They vote for the other person. So yeah, that would have been a great move. But there were
0: some major mistakes pl- at this. Look, yeah. <laughs> Michelle didn't want to be on the wrong side of the vote again. And I honestly yeah. don't blame her. I mean, like we all said earlier, when Sophie made that I would call a boss move, she did exclude, you know, Michelle, Kim, and Denise, because you have to go back to camp with these people. And you essentially just excluded them out of a vote. So I'm not going to be surprised if there are some words to be said after Sophie did that Mm -hmm. I think that she showed her too many of her cards as much as it was really good TV I think that it was just showing too much of her cards and I feel like when they go back Michelle could sit there and go well I voted with you guys so Michelle's looking out for number one and that's herself I'm not mad at her no
2: I'm not mad at her but I want to
1: let's shout out Pop. if it was three three the other alliance has four they don't because Denise's Uh, vote got stolen so the other side should have only had three uh, if Michelle didn't flip so if Michelle didn't flip just for the math for everybody watching if Michelle didn't flip the way the vote should have happened was three votes for one of Sophie's side right and then three votes for Denise and three votes for Tyson then it would have three-way tie those three people don't vote and then Sophie's side has enough to vote out Tyson or since the immunity i was played for denise so michelle flipping is a is part of the real wild card of this whole thing because mathematically the vote didn't go down how it logically should have uh it's interesting going to be interesting to see the repercussions of that
0: so Mike, I i know sophie's uh
2: that blunder was left them hugely vulnerable because let's say uh you know michelle votes with them and um, you know, that they, they play, she plays the votes for uh, I mean, the, the idol for Tyson. So mm-hmm. now you've got four for Tyson, two for uh, Denise, three for let's say Sophie, right? Sophie goes home. So, That's right. Sophie's alliance, they just lucked out, they just made a mistake, and they didn't know that Michelle was gonna flip, and that was the change. I mean, it That's was right. just like, whoa. I mean, really, yeah. we we
0: always have to circle back to the fact that Jeremy was the one who kind of threw a wrench in this whole entire thing. And I think Sophie sat there and went, you know, let's just get it out in the open and said, hey, you guys come with me and let's make a decision. Was really her just being like, I don't really know where this vote is going to go if we continue to whisper. So let me get these people together so we can make a solid decision because Jeremy just messed up everything. Now, if Jeremy was the vote, which we don't know if he actually was, I feel like there would have been a little bit more whispering if just Jeremy was actually the target. I don't think that Tyson was the original target I mean, sorry, I don't think that Jeremy was going to ever be an original target. I think it was always supposed to be either Jeremy or somebody else. I
1: can't can't be a hypocrite. Uh, We've said multiple times in this show, you don't go home. You don't want to go home with an idol in your pants, just like Tim said. So I didn't realize what Veronica said. If this was his last opportunity to play it, fair play to him. You got to save yourself. And just like I said earlier, these are all super duper winners you know he's easily going to find a way back in with some other alliance it's cutthroat they don't care who they're going to work with to get ahead so if this is his last opportunity you got to do it you got to do it but but let's toss another wrench in there even though we're running out of time knowing that do you as jeremy at least tell some of your fellow survivors, you're somebody you're close to going in yo I have this community. I gotta stay safe to try to win. This is my last opportunity to use it. I'm about to use it. Get on the right side of the vote or whatever. Don't count on me yeah. because he's going back to to uh, you know he's going back to the beach with a bunch of people who think he's a complete turncoat and and just sold him up the river. Especially Tyson, if somehow he comes back again, and <laughs> because Jeremy put him there, so I think there's a way he could have saved more face if this was his last yeah. opportunity to use it.
3: A couple of things, just going off of your point, Mike, we say this all the time, do what you need to do and then do damage control later. So I'm sure that's what Jeremy's going to do. And then just two very quick points. Uh, I, for one, thought that, you know, I thought they really had it. The underdog alliance, when Denise's name came up, I so thought the book was for Denise and I got super excited for a hot second and then very sad when it was Tyson. And then finally, I think the last wrench that we could possibly throw in this scenario is had is I wish Sarah had gone first because I would have liked to see if Jeremy was the person whose vote she was going to steal and if that's the case it would have been such a fun tv like ah oh, well in your face moment i'm leaving my vote's not good anyway and then that would have been a waste of an advantage and the numbers then the vote would have even been trickier on how they're going to split it yeah then again you know Michelle also being the wild card in that situation but that would have been a very interesting scenario to see play out as well
2: yeah, he's she steals his vote and he steals it back and nullifies <laughs> <the> tribal.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I think it's safe to say that every tribal going forward is going to be survivor insanity, just like they said in this episode uh, last night. I mean, none of these is going to get harder. I don't think the whisper is going to stop. I think it's only going to intensify. It's only going to get crazier, you guys. What I did love is the feel-good moment at the end of this episode where all of the Edge of Extinction Island uh, members came and thanked Jeff. I thought that was really nice. It, it was a sneak peek. It was an unveiling of the curtain. Something we don't normally see, especially after the survivors leave Tribal Council. I thought it was a very endearing moment. Did you guys love it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was great. That is our review, you guys, of Season 40, Episode 10, The Loved Ones Challenge of Survivor, the full circle. We are going to get into our special segments right now. We're going to go to our MVP segment very quickly. Mike, who was your MVP of the episode?
1: Man, um, this is really really tough. Um, after all that is said and done, I was going to give it to Jeff Probst real quick just for letting the edge of extinction, but, but then what? I but but I don't know for sure that it was his decision, so I don't know if I could really give it to him and he got enough love. I'm just gonna. I don't think this was my decision coming into tonight's after show, but after what V squared said, I'm going to give it to Jeremy because if this really was his last opportunity to play that advantage, Dan, he definitely should have. So good, good for you for just doing what you really should do. And what we preach all the time, strategy wise.
3: I mean, Mike kind of took what I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say. just because so much of this episode focused on the loved one visit i think it you know very, i think it's very sweet and we should shout out whether it is jeff or production that allowed the families to come through i thought that was very special so shout out to them
2: i gotta go with uh the chat marissa victoria Slospop, pop mvp tony i mean it, yeah i, I was looking i was like that's exactly where i'm going tony wins his first immunity and i think his vote was Very influential, you know. He has decided which alliance he Mm. is sticking with, and it uh, was—I think—he had the biggest sway in this Mm. uh,
0: in this vote. So, Steve, thank you, Steve, thank you for calling out the chat. I'm going to have to agree with Mike and Veronica. I mean, the producers of Survivor—they never get enough credit. I don't think they would ever be an MVP of, a, <laughs> of an episode for us. So I have to give it to them. I mean, to give everybody, every single survivor on this episode, a loved one and flying them in. I mean, and, of it course, Fiji taken-
2: Airways. Fiji Airways! Fiji Airways, MVP.
0: It must have taken so much for them to get everybody out there, but they did it. So I think our MVP is going to go to the Survivor producers and Jeff yes. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, let's get into our fantasy draft very, very quickly. Um, so I, after this vote, am left with Sarah and Michelle uh veronica you just lost tyson who you got back from edge of extinction uh so you are left with one player and that's denise not to rub it in it's a good player you have a good that's player that's a good I'm player too. Yeah. do i have jeremy no uh, yes yes you do sorry sorry yes you jeremy denise sorry thank you and mike you are left with tony ben nick and kim so you are you are staying strong mike and then obviously our wonderful engineer steven is left with sophie uh who is quickly making her name a name for herself in this game let us know who's on your fantasy draft you guys who do you think has the best chance of winning out of our fantasy draft once again steve not to rub it in but you're not sit down bench draft. but that's okay that's okay you get to watch this all unfold and next season we're gonna get you in on this okay yes <laughs> that's our review you guys thank you so much for joining us this episode uh we are very grateful for everybody out there who is going to be in the chat and showing us some love especially during this really really hard time uh thank you to zoom the application zoom for allowing us to do this as well mike where can our fans find you
1: Guys, we love seeing you. Shout out real quick in case you are planning your quarantine viewing. Remember that the finale for Survivor is going to be three hours. They've already said. So that's a lot of fun content. Of course, I am Mike Dealing. You can find me everywhere at Mike Dealing. Somebody
3: else. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to quickly shout out our chat. Victoria, Charles, Rihanna, Yesenia, Dolores, Ryan, Sloth, Pop uh joseph boza uh, miss brown sh- sugar uh marissa uh, yes thank you so much for uh joining us tonight you can find me on instagram and twitter at it's me veronica underscore b
2: find me at stevie g on tv
0: and i am timothy michael you guys can find me everywhere at i'm timothy mike we'll see you guys next thursday 7 p.m bye guys Good night. our founder kevin undergaro and me maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv